that he's asking about two aspects of Shuddha Bhakti, Kleshagni, Shubhada, how Bhakti in the stage of sadhana up to Asakti, which is the last stage of sadhana bhakti, wherein one's attachment for the object of love or particular form of the Godhead that one has uh, been engaged in the service of becomes prominent um, in this stage of bhakti, which is followed by bhava bhakti and then prema bhakti. In this early stage, sadhana bhakti, there are two qualities of Shuddha Bhakti that manifest at that time. Altogether, Sri Rupa Goswami mentions six qualities of Shuddha Bhakti, and this is the path of Shuddha, pure devotion. He, of course, defined that Anyabhilashita Sunyam, Gyan Karmadi Anabritam, Anukulena Krishnanushilanam Bhakti Rutam. It's a very uh, important uh, statement of his in the first chapter of his book, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, from which the whole book expands. And um, so having, anyway, defined Shuddha Bhakti and telling us from the onset that implying that there would be other kinds, manifestations of, of Bhakti that differ from what uh, is the subject of his book, he goes on to def- to to list and then elaborate upon six different qualities of Shuddha Bhakti, pure Bhakti. And it should be noted that this Shuddha Bhakti is, well, we may think of it as one becomes a the proverbial pure devotee. This is the path of pure devotion. So there is Shuddha Bhakti in Sadhana, Shuddha Bhakti in Bhava, Shuddha Bhakti in, in Prem. Mm-hmm. Within Sadhana at the same time, Bhakti Vinod uh, used the term Shuddha Bhakta to refer to one who had attained Ruchi which is understandable inasmuch as in the stage of Ruchi, as explained by Chaitanya Dev, Nadanam Nadanam Nasundarim Kavitam Ba. Other interests, desires, that if you study these words, Nadanam Janam Sundarim Kavitam, the whole range of material existence, based as it is on desire, is described so absence of interest in this in the context of cultivation of bhakti leaves one attached to and interested only in bhakti and therefore he this bhakti tattva vivek described the the proverbial pure devotee for, as I say as one who had attained ruchi and this is in the stage of sadhana bhakti the higher stages of sadhana bhakti followed as I mentioned by asakti and then one enters into bhava bhakti uh, so, at any rate, within Shuddha Bhakti, there are two qualities of Shuddha Bhakti that, that are said to manifest in Sadhana Bhakti, two that are said to manifest by Rupa Goswami, in, uh, uh, he has said, in Bhava Bhakti, 
and two in prema bhakti. And of course, the two that manifest in sadhana bhakti, they are also manifest in bhava bhakti. And the four that are manifest then in bhava bhakti are manifest in prema bhakti. Hmm? Uh, or the, the the results of them are uh, attained and so forth. So, Vitae uh, Sundar has asked about the two qualities that uh, manifest in sadhana bhakti, kleshagni, which means the removal of uh, misery, suffering, and shubhada, the means auspiciousness. Rupa Goswami has uh, referred then to the Padma Purana and the description of uh, karma, which really constitutes our material um, bondage. It is the action that that uh, of planting seeds, so to say, that uh, that the fruits of which we have to reap, which may condition us to continue to make similar choices that we've made in the past, and. Um, make uh, the bondage of material existence very uh, difficult to to disentangle ourselves from. Therefore, in the section where he's describing about Kleshagni, the removal of misery that is that is a result of karma, hmm, that has different stages from unmanifest karma to fully manifest karma and and the stages in between, moving from unmanifest to manifest, as well as the origin, if you will, of the karmic conditioning, uh, as it's described, avidya, ignorance, hmm? um, which is anadi, anadi avidya, hmm? without beginning. Um, he... Uh, He says that uh, Rupa Goswami. He says that uh, the bhakti. Hmm, he emphasizes the efficacy of bhakti with regard to the removal of karma, in all of its stages, which is the cause of our uh, suffering and uh, uh, which causes a kind of bewilderment. Um, and one of the ways in which he emphasizes that is by citing the Bhagavatam and that in reference to the efficacy of Namkirtan, which is a prominent limb, in Kali Yuga the most prominent limb of bhakti, and uh, uh, demonstrates from the sacred text, the Bhagavatam, that bhakti and Namkirtan in particular has the power to remove what is called prabdha karma, karma that is already manifest. If we were to liken it to a disease, let's say a cold, you know, some people in the ashram have a cold, and so we want to avoid catching that, so we might take some precautionary measures and so forth. Hmm? Um, but once you've already caught it, then there's no cure so far for the common cold, as they say, so you just have to kind of wait it out. So that would be like karma already manifests. Once it's already manifest, well, what, what to do? Hmm? And so, in the Gyanmarg and Yogamarg, the other two paths uh, that 
in pursuit of transcendence. There's no um, possibility of removing the parabdha karma. It's already manifest. But these verses from Bhagavatam he cites, uh, from third canto, uh, speak of bhakti and namkirtan in strong terms by way of saying that they have the capacity to um, uh, free one from parabdha karma. And they do so with such efficacy that it is immediate. Sadyopi sadya savanayakopate. And, uh, of course, this is a hard, hard one to swallow. It immediately re- removes the parabdha karma, the manifest karma. Hmm? The manifest karma includes many things, like who your father and mother are. <laughs> but how do you remove that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in, in, in this life and so forth. Hmm? And so we have to look a little, and uh, and the statements from the commentators, Shijiva Gosami, Vishnu Chakwadi Thakur, make the make the case that that it is immediate, and the parabdha karma is removed first, and then that karma that has not yet started, that is only in seed form, hmm? uh, or prior to the seed form. Seed means that they have desire, but it has not uh, been able to fructify and bear fruit. And previous to the beej, the seed, kuta means like uh, this, the tendency is there, but the desire hasn't manifest yet. Hmm? We have a karmic sangskar tendency, but it hasn't. Just like you, uh, perhaps in the example of children, it hasn't yet manifested into a desire, but... The tendency is there. Therefore, they do the grain ceremony. <laughs> he has a tendency towards the Bhagavat, towards the uh, the money, or towards uh, agricultural, as may be the case. So, at any rate, <clears throat> point is that efficacy of bhakti is very powerful. But then again, we have to look carefully at this statement that the prabhu karma is immediately removed because um, that's the... Pretty much what you see is is the, is, the, is is the manifest karma. So um, the idea is, and Rupa, and 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 Sanatana Goswami has brought this out in his commentary in Hari Bhakti Vilas that the that sufficient bad, if you will, or imp, or parabdha karma due to impiety that would disqualify one for certain types of um, religious. Uh, Duties within the social system of the Varnashram, such as um, performing the Vedic rites, hmm? which is the uh, the the duty of the the Brahmins, the Brahmin class. They um, had a certain uh, sattvic measure of karma that uh, gave them the propensity, the tendency, and the qualification for performing such. Rights being the re, kind of the priests, if you will, of the society and doing the different rituals and uh, and uh, and so on. Sadhyopi, sadya sabanaya kopate. So the idea is that the, the sufficient taking from the example verses that he cited to to prove to demonstrate by reference to the Bhagavad, 
that bhakti has this power, nam has this power to remove. The verses he said, if we look carefully at them, the commentaries on them, and of course, as I mentioned, the commentary of Sanatana Goswami and Hari Bhakti Vilas, the idea is that sufficient parabdha karma is removed such that one can engage in such activity, but not all the parabdha karma is removed. Hmm? The bad parabdha karma that would disqualify one for for such is uh, the idea. And then the karma that has it is in desire form or in a t- form of this of a tendency that has not yet developed into a desire is done away with. So while we do this chanting, uh, and there's a cleansing of the heart, it includes a cleansing of things that haven't even started to clutter the room of the heart yet. Hmm? So uh, underground, the idea is that uh, much is taking place, and with regard to the present manifest karma, then a certain degree, uh, it, I've given an example before, if you if you um, go, go into debt by overextending yourself and um, you have to declare bankruptcy, then you come under the under the um, kind of uh, protection of the court, and the creditors are held off as long as you act within certain um, parameters, and you've got a life. You're not just working to pay bills anymore. So by the connection with Guru Parampara, we, we, we get a life. Hmm? We, from where we get Harinam and so forth, the opportunity to engage in bhakti, we get a little bit of a life. Hmm? And um, and greater ability to exercise will, make the right choices by the power and the grace of the uh, of, of Nam and, 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 and Bhakti Devi and so forth. Hmm? So <clears throat> at the same time, then uh, while that opportunity is 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 uh, avails us. We have Prabhu karma that is, remains at the same time the last vestige of karma. While we say it's done away with immediately, we qualify that. Hmm? Some of it's done away with immediately. But at the same time, the balance of it that remains is, is the last vestige of karma that's to be done away with. While in between, the, the karma for, uh, of, that hasn't yet manifest will be eradicated. And so the last vestige of karma, I gave the example, well, how are you going to change the fact that uh, you're the son of Mr. and Mrs. Waldron in this life, hmm? Alex? Uh, so, uh, for example. Um, but there is a way to change that. Of course, in the way is bhakti. Hmm? And we say that this really takes place in bhava bhakti. Hmm? In, in which, now, karma is completely eradicated. So it means that, that this rup shakti is has made ingress into the life of the devotee in such a way. This is described in the Gita, Mahatmanastumam parta daivim prakriti mashrita. This person, the Mahatma, the great, moves under the influence of the sarup shakti hmm, for the will of the Lord. Hmm. He arranges things in his life, including sickness and troubles and problems and inability to accomplish tasks uh, at the rate he might seem or she might seem to to like and, and and so on and so forth for his own reasons, his own purposes and so forth. And meanwhile, that devotee's identification, as we, if we look carefully, we see he thinks, and we'll give a general idea, I'm the son of Vishoda, son of Nanda, hmm? 
mm-hmm. as much as they're the father and mother of everybody of Vrindavan. As it develops further, of course, then that becomes more specific. But in the general sense, we can think even in the early stages of sadhana, my real father is Nanda Maharaj. He's the king of the cowherds. Hmm? I'm the brother of Krishna, the Bhai, the friend of... So like in a, in a family kind of setting, I know, we think like this. And Yashodamai is, is my mother. So this becomes more developed and more specific in, in Baba Bhakti. And the identification of the devotee is such entirely. Hmm? Still, he may or she may attend to some rituals. It used to be the the Shraddha ceremony, Mahaprabhu performed the Shraddha ceremony. Of course, he's in Leela, nothing, but he set an example that devotees can be so absorbed and still relate to the world and the social customs and what they expect. And you don't care about your mother? Uh, that won't be good for the, uh, the general public. They won't understand as well. I know a devotee friend of mine, a godbrother of mine, who was um, uh, from a Jewish family, and he was in New York, at the Brooklyn Temple, not the Brooklyn, yeah, the, the present, no, the Manhattan Temple, hmm? which was a, was an Iskand Temple at one time, Manhattan Temple, and he had been, like many of us, joined the mission and hadn't seen his parents in years and so forth. Somehow the word got to his mother that his son was in town, and so his mother went, you probably know the story, some of you heard me say it, tell it, went to the temple and she came into the um, foyer there and there was her son. And she said, Mark! Hmm. Hmm. And she ran up to him and embraced him, and he kind of stood like there was in his brahmachari outfit, and other brahmacharis around, and you know, you know, I'm not this body, and you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. And his father was there, and he said, "What kind of religion is this? You can't even hug your mother." <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, and of course, he he wasn't fully absorbed in Baba Bhakti, but. Hmm. But even then, sometimes great devotees will set an example for the society and so forth so as to appear um, normal uh, and and teach the way that will be good for others. Nobody, you cannot imitate Bhava Bhakti. So we have some obligations to friends and relatives and, uh, and to, to some extent. As we come into Bhakti, of course, the more so that, 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 that diminishes and Still, we want them to appreciate bhakti, and and they won't if we say, I'm not really your father. You're not really my father. You're not really my mother. That will be not the best foot forward for trying to uh, preach to them. Sridhar Marsh told the story of how, when he was a young lad in in school, that uh, he had a friend, and the friend really liked the uh, the shastras, and so. And he would, and the devotional activities and so forth, and um, and then there were other f- classmates who had a tendency to go towards material education, Western thought, and so forth, uh, um, and forego the traditional um, and religious uh, viewpoint. So he, being religious in his own temperament, he uh, developed a friendship with that fellow, and one day, that fellow companion referred to his father as that gentleman. Sridhar Maharaj asked us about his father and he said, oh, that gentleman uh, does such and such. And he said, how can you refer to your father as that gentleman? He's your father. He said, actually it is a fact. That gentleman, just a, you know, just some passing fellow. Hmm? And I've had many other, and he, you know, he explained like this, the point of view of reincarnation and so forth. Sridhar Maharaj said, 
It is that he found it a little harsh, but but it was true. Hmm. So he, he came to appreciate that. Hmm. <laughs> so um, at any rate, such is the power of bhakti, such is the efficacy of of nam that in this very life, hmm, one's prabdha can be completely eradicated, can be a person in this world, but uh, and but not of it. At all, Vaishnavera Kriyamuna Videna Bujai. So, Vaishnav is difficult to understand. He may act or she may act in many respects like an ordinary person, interacting with things and others and so forth. But the motivation behind that is very different. And as I said, the night might be other night might be very shocking if we were to 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 uh, to find out <laughs> what they were thinking about. Mahabhushi Chaitanya Day, for example, um, was. Did I give this example? He was found in the Rathiyatra to be singing a secular love song. Imagine if you went to the um, Iskon has a big Rathiyatras every year. Hmm. Prabhupada was very fond of that. Actually, one day Prabhupada called me in Mayapur to his room and he said, when I was a boy, then hmm, I was uh, very much attached to a Rathiyatra. And I used to dream about getting a, a, a ticket to go from uh, from Calcutta to Puri to attend the Rath Yatra. And so my father bought me a Rath cart, a, ch- a toy one. Hmm? And then I would perform Rath Yatra and invite the neighbors and so forth. And then he said, and they thought it was just play, but it was real, he said. And so for my childhood, I was, I've been doing this in a small way, and now I'm doing it in a big way all over the world. And he just dismissed me. <laughs> it was fine for me. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, imagine it, you know, so he's, these Rathiatras. If you went to the to the uh, to the Rathiatra, and there you were in the kirtan and so forth, and you started singing, um, you know, one of the uh, latest uh, popular s- songs of, you know, some. Some uh, some popular uh, person who depends what you're like is uh, so uh, <laughs> and people would think you know what are you doing Maharaj <laughs> uh, you know he's supposed to be chanting Hare Krishna Hare Bol uh, you know, but this is what Mahaprabhu did I mean he was singing a, a secular love song and. Uh, who could understand? But Rupa Goswami could understand that, hmm? and he so he wrote his own verse, Sanskrit verse describing what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was feeling and thinking was about, how he could like listen to the radio to an ordinary song and sing along and be thinking in a very different way. Hmm? Then perhaps, of course, songs say many things to many people. The writers are probably pretty surprised about what they mean to certain people and so forth. Uh, but at any rate. Hmm, uh, Rupa Goswami wrote the verse and tacked it on his wall and, and Mahaprabhu saw that he was very embarrassed gave him a slap hmm. how did you understand my heart like this you must have been blessed by Swarup Damodar hmm. it was a very beautiful intimate dealings between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami hmm. so <clears throat> so it's possible to be in the world but not of the world. And this is possible in Bhakti Marg. <clears throat> in the Gyan Marg, you're in the world, 
even the Jivan Mukta, who liberated in this world, is living on the basis and breathing of Prabhupada Karma, not reacting to it, but witnessing it, winding itself out. And when it's done, he's done. Whereas when the bhaktis, when the devotee's karma is done, he's not necessarily done. Krishna has some work for him. Or the idea is, especially with regard to our ideal of Braj Bhakti, he has work to do hmm, to cultivate hmm, something more and on hands-on, because he's been doing it all along, but hands-on, cultivate a relationship with Krishna, cultivate Nibhava, turn into Prem. Hmm? He's been doing it all along, but previously in the stages of sadhana, the emphasis has been a little more on removing the negative influence, developing shraddha and, shar- and its corresponding sharanagati, hmm? which I liken to the stage on which the drama of, of bhakti and Krishna Leela will be performed in due course. So in sadhana bhakti, as I've often said, there's an emphasis on surrender, and bhava bhakti is an emphasis on, on longing. Hmm? And it's it's, it's 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 a kind of a kind of a sadhana, and it's a kind of a perfection. Baba Bhakti is in between the perfection of prema and the, the practice of sadhana. There are elements of both. Shuddha sattva visheshatma prema suryamsu samyabhak. It's a ray of the sun of prema, and there's a, a cultivation of that to turn it into the sun, so to speak. Hmm. So. When we speak of kleshagni, or the removal of suffering, it means the removal of the uh, source of suffering, karma. And then there are, you know, the, the, yeah, there are what are those four or five things? Hmm? Four. Four asmita. Uh, uh, four of the five. Five kinds of ignorance. Five kinds of ignorance. And yeah. Then Also in Kleshagna, he, 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 he ties in the karma, the five stages of karma. Five stages of karma, yeah. So, so five, both things, uh, the ignorance and, and the karmic seeds up through Parabda, mm-hmm. he, he classes that all in Mm-hmm. And he, and he, uh-huh, yeah. Well, yeah. Ignorance and, and is another way of saying karma too. But there are different ways of talking about it, um, as you say, from aparabdha to parabdha, from unmanifest to manifest, um, and also in terms of five kinds of types of ignorance. I forget the. I forget their names, but uh, they're all. They're all ignorance. They're all. You know, yeah, material absorption, attachment to things that uh, don't. Uh, actually make one happy and so on and so forth. So uh, this is what suffering is about. Hmm? So overcoming those things. Um, still we find that great devotees undergo uh, some uh, difficulties. The life of the Pandavas is given as an example. So I say, as I say, this is a different thing. It's the arrangement of, of Krishna for his own uh, purposes. So this is Kleshagni and Shubhada. Shubhada is is uh, this Kleshagni is very prominent in 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 in, in, in Nishta. It's complete, of course, at the completion of Sadhana Bhakti in Asakti, entering into Bhava Bhakti. 
But Subhadali auspiciousness is of five kinds uh, also, and it, it starts to manifest in the stage of Ruchi. Hmm? And it, uh, it constitutes more or less in different ways uh, the, the, the manifesting of good qualities in the devotee and a likableness. He becomes likable and popular and desirable and, uh, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, so we have a negative and a positive removal of suffering and the uh, uh, manifesting of auspiciousness in his life. He doesn't want everything, anything, as I said earlier in Ruchi, so everybody wants him. <laughs> That's basically how it works. Because the more we want things, the less people really want us, because we want it from them. Hmm? We want, or we, we see them as instruments by which we may, may, may attain them, as much as we're wanting, as much as we're using things and other people for our purposes, rather than letting them be themselves, so to speak, or seeing them for what they are, independent of, what, of the view of seeing them for my purposes. Like I said, the tiger likes a beautiful young girl. He loves her. He would love to eat her. A young boy loves a young girl. He's not that bad about it, but you know, he has his own purposes too. And the sage loves a young girl too. But that kind of love will free her from all desires hmm, as well. So, hmm. so the, 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 to become likable is interesting. You, know, you have to give up uh, uh, what appears to be liking others. Because renunciation appears to be not liking people, but it's actually the first stage towards really, really caring about them. Hmm? Uh, you have to s- step back from the exploitation that you're involved in, see it for what it is, and cease from such to actually begin to interact with people on a different basis, hmm? seeing them as, for example, uh, 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 parts and parcels of Krishna. Uh, uh, and, uh, and and things and so forth of the world for his to be used in his service and so on and so forth. So these are a few words about Kleshakni and Chubada. Yes. I have a question. It seems like in eradicating um, productive karma and stuff like this, it seems to happen more so on a subtle level level than on the Material level, like um, removing people's fears or you know being abandoned or abused, rather than getting rid of you know disabilities and stuff like that. Is there some reason for this? Well, I think um, when you speak of physical. Um, Things like disabilities. You mentioned you're kind of referring to really hardcore parabdha karma. <laughs> it's like really fully <laughs> manifest uh, and so forth. So um, um, that would be like the last vestiges of karma to be changed. But they may also remain in place, apparently, hmm, um, in form, but they have no effect on one's uh, bhakti. Hmm. But um, I think the the point is that that 
the more full-blown the karma, so to speak, the more it will be, the last vestiges to be removed. So I've given an example of parents. Same thing holds true for what you're talking about. We find great devotees don't all of a sudden usually enter Bhava Bhakti and then there's this like, you know, dip them in the lake and they come out angelic or something <laughs> like, like that. Uh, even we were told by Rupa Goswami, and I mentioned this the other day, that great devotees may have defects. So this is for people who think, well, I thought he was a devotee, he was pure. Why has he, why has he got a limp? Hmm? Why, did, when he attained Bhava Bhakti, didn't the limp go away? Of course, what's happening is he's attaining a siddhadeha <laughs> internally within. He's living in that. Hmm? And his sadhaka deha, while it may continue to have certain characteristics and so forth, it's infused uh, at the same time with the uh, Swarup Shakti and those defects as well. They're not getting in the way of his development of a, of a, uh, a Siddhadeya and participation in Lila Seva, hmm? invisibly, if you will, for the most part, to others. You had a question? Yeah, a point came up the other night, I think in Drishta's class, about um, unsteady devotees, the need to associate with steady devotees and the benefit of that. And um, in Srila Prabhupada's case, his history, he, uh, in the last years of his life, characterized that he was mostly uh, younger, his disciples were a lot younger than he was, and he was, uh, we don't see a lot of uh, intimate, you know, ongoing intimate association with God brothers or senior devotees or, or things like that. And then his disciples, because Prabhupada left so early, um, Arguably, there were some issues with not having, uh, you know, high, being dependent on that high-level devotee association and not having fair and problems coming from that. Can can from that history, would it be correct to deduce that when a devotee is on a higher level, uh, steady and above, they don't need as much um, association with other higher devotees? And then, um, could, could you also say then for devotees who are unsteady? but they come in contact with a, 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 a steady or more advanced devotee, but that advanced devotee might stay around to help those devotees, even though that the guru may be on a high stage and they may stay around to help the disciples uh, you know, physically, to, to have that, that physical association. Instead of? Instead of leaving or getting so absorbed. That, um, I see. Yeah, surely. Level. Surely, on that level, on that, on that account, the second one they may they may do, and yes, it's true that the more advanced one is. I don't want to say that the more advanced one is, the less one needs mm-hmm. sadhu sangha, but right. rather the more one can derive sangha from, um, for example, the books, mm-hmm. understand them, enter into them. That one, that's one of the things that. Um, we find in the association of advanced devotees that they can read the text and draw out of it things that we could not. Mm-hmm. And therefore we like their association. We're benefiting from their association because they have insight into it. They, they draw something out that otherwise w- would not be understood and seen by us. So what they're giving by that, they're getting from the book. Hmm? associating with the text, for example, the persons in there and their teachings in a way that a, a less advanced devotee cannot. Hmm? 
So the association, in, in that sense, um, it's not that no no one doesn't need association. No devotee will think I don't need association. They, we find Ramananda Roy said this is the most painful thing in the world not to have that association. And Prabhupada himself said, wrote the Shudra Marsh, my, my my main problem is I have no one to associate with. Hmm? Uh, you know, I've got all these crazy people around me, and uh, you know. And so I'm writing to you. This he wrote to Shridhar Marsh and asked what is it, what he should do. In the early part of the time of his mission, he said I had, he had had a heart attack, and so he, he was faced with the choice: should I go back to India, as I may pass away at any time, to Vrindavan, or should I stay here and preach? I feel this great deficiency. He wrote that I have no one to consult with, hmm? um, and so he wrote. And of course, he got the reply back. You know. Stay there and preach. That's uh, my advice. And I mean, he did that, and he he remained with us quite a few more years um, after that. So he at times expressed that, and he 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 he, he was very clear that he wanted to involve his uh, God brothers in what he saw as the extension of Bhakti Siddhanta's mission, its success in the West, and so forth. And unfortunately, um, in many instances, he was that request was not. Uh, um, understood and, and uh, met did not meet with favorable uh, response and so forth. So he became a little bit um, disgruntled and uh, and discouraged by um, the response of many of his god brothers, and he didn't really have much of an all an all, all alternative. But it was clear if you. St- uh, study carefully that he, that, he uh, zi- that it was desirable. You take the example of Sridharmarsh too. It's very clear. It's indisputable, really, that Prabhupada wanted his devotees to take to have the advantage of of Sridharmarsh's association. You say, well, there are letters where Prabhupada said, you know, he shouldn't associate with his god brothers, and he even criticized Sridharmarsh in one letter while praising him in others, and so forth. But if you look at the history, there, there are reasons why Prabhupada said hmm, uh, uh, he wanted them to get Sridhar Maharaj's association, excuse me, but it sometimes expressed that there were extenuating circumstances that might, might not make it um, possible or, or, or favorable. And those circumstances were basically, well, other people may come around too who's, who are had expressed some envy of Prabhupada and, and, and so on. So, um, and he himself went to Srinu Marsh's Math a couple of times. Have you studied the conversations there? You see, in one place, Prabhupada's asking him some question about Shastra, Srinu Marsh giving an answer. He goes, oh, I didn't think of it like that, more or less. Um, so, um, and they were, of course, both great uh, Mahabhagatas, but... Um, um, the point, anyway, is that Prabhupada uh, clearly, in any advanced fashion, would clearly uh, uh, like to have that association. But um, in his case, in, he found himself in a situation in preaching in the Western world, there are no Vaishnavas here, and he couldn't get any to come over, so he didn't have it. It's not that uh, uh, his disciples in his absence should think, well, you know, Prabhupada didn't... Uh, uh, seek any association with uh, anybody, just Bhakti Siddhanta, you know, and just between Prabhupada and Bhakti Siddhanta. And he didn't want that. He, he wanted them to participate in the mission. If they had, they would have been many gurus in ISKCON from, from 
of Prabhupada's godbrothers and so forth. It's clear from his, his letters. So they were extenuating circumstances, and uh, we have to look beyond those because we aren't in the same circumstances. Though those are conditional. So yeah, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, the advanced devotees they're able to draw down more and be good association, and so they may tend to venture out and and uh, and uh, and uh, share that uh, association with others, which often they will find them in situations where. They don't have an association of advanced devotees, but to emphasize the point further, their advancement is such that they can they can they can draw from from less advanced devotees, good association, and lessons, and so forth. Hmm? They're learning from from the, their own their own students and 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 uh, and even the, the common people and so forth. It's a, a stage where the whole world turns into a, uh, a favorable. Instruction. Everything is pointing me in the direction of my my prospect, and and so forth. It's just like absorption in anything material. If you're absorbed in in uh, in sex, then you think if you're a guy, you think every woman is nice to you, wants to have sex with you. You know, they think, I guess she she must be after me. You know, that that, that so they <laughs> you know, and everything they see in light of that, there's a sex joke that comes out. You know, from, from everything that. So that kind of idea. So, in bhakti, advanced devotees, the whole world is like we we have the example of the of the uh, Abhidut in the Bhagavatam. What did he have? Twenty four gurus or something like that. And, you know, he learned from the grasshopper and the bird, and and by studying them, some he got some instruction, some siksha. So, what else? Yeah, well, no, there's not. Um, but we have to see the entirety of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. There's only a certain point in his Leela in his youth where he starts to even act like a devotee. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Well, to speak of a devotee uh, uh, of the character of Radha and so absorbed and so forth. So in the context of Leela, there's a point where he's uh, just a uh, a um, a, uh, a pundit. Everybody in Navadvip loves him. Only the Vaishnavas are upset with him because hmm? he's not doing kirtan and so forth. And then, of course, he does. And then gradually, um, we find um, uh, him in pursuit of the the, the Bhava of Radha and it manifests really more in, in Jagannath Puri in the end of his Leela. So I've said before, he teaches kind of the way so to speak, and you don't jump to the last stage in the in in the beginning. So, cleansing the heart, doing sankirtan, traveling, preaching, and so forth, afforded some absorption so that he could, at a certain point, sit down and and internally relish deeply the feeling of different texts, and it would transport him into into the lila and uh, and uh, augment his budding sentiment and so forth. But this is what he was doing as a child. He was just, uh, he was more acting like Krishna in, in, as, a, as kind of a misbehaved uh, son at times and uh, mischievous and going and 
splashing the yogis on the banks of the, of the Ganges and telling them they were wasting their time and and uh, so on and so forth, um, eating eating dirt and philosophizing with mother. These are very much like Krishna's childhood pastimes. So, but no, he's not doesn't manifest pastimes like Radha at that time. Hmm? Once he becomes uh, overtly a Vaishnava, that begins that the culture of that Bhava. So, yes. successful at that than others. And there's some level of adhikar that isn't there for some of us and is there for others. And that you just can't say, I associate with Prabhupada in the books and actually be at that level. So, how does it, if one associates with a, with, a, with a, an advanced devotee, can one gain that adhikar? And if one doesn't if doesn't associate with, with devotees, is that I mean the advanced devotee? Um, is that necessarily mean that that one is, is, is you know it's a futile situation where one says oh I'm associating with Prabhupada, but isn't on that level to be able to associate? Well, first of all, I would say that you know that that. that Someone says that I, I only need to associate with Prabhupada, I don't need to associate with anybody else. You pose the question that, you know, maybe some people are qualified like that, and then some people say that, but they're actually not qualified. So, just to deal with that first, um, I would say that anyone says, I only need to associate with Prabhupada, you can tell that they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, that, that they're, they're, well, they're, they're, they're misunderstanding. Hmm? Um, because that would, somebody who, who, who can draw much from Prabhupada's teaching and so forth, and let's say f- feel his presence constantly in their life and so forth, we wouldn't, wouldn't say, I don't need association with anybody else. I mean, we, we, we want to, so we're entering into a whole world of such people. Hmm? Sridhar Maharaj described it as, the, you know, there's the land of gurus and so forth. So this exclusivity, um, you know, you, you want Ananya Bhakti, exclusive Bhakti, but the real result of exclusive bhakti, of just complete dedication to the guru, is to come into a plurality of of uh, ad, ad advanced association and find that desirable, and, and you develop a. Because what you get from your guru, let's say Prabhupada in this instance, and so forth, you you, you want that, and, you, and wherever else it's available, you you won't say it's available over there, but I only want it over here. Hmm? You know, you get it wherever. It's available, and, it, and it, it's, it's Krishna. Hmm? Krishna's the guru in that sense, hmm? the Adi guru, and he's manifesting through the, through the devotee and so forth. So it's ludicrous, to, you know, because if the, the same thing is coming through another devotee, then wh- why you would not be interested? Not interested because you're not really getting what you what you what you think you are. So really, if you really are, so to speak, able to draw down more from Prabhupada, you become susceptible to and open to uh, associating with other advanced devotees. And if you look at Prabhupada's mission, 
also, I think, that at the time of his departure, his disciples were in that space. In other words, Prabhupada left the world and, and they thought there were some persons who had succeeded him and they were ready to serve them and get their association. And There wasn't this big issue like, I'm only going to serve Prabhupada. Hmm? I don't care how advanced Swami so-and-so is. You know, I, that's, that's, that's like, like this relation, horizontal and I'm vertical. You know, I'm going with Prabhupada and I'm not going that way and, and so forth. They didn't see it like that. Hmm? But then the, the uh, spiritual leadership proved itself to be s s less than fully capable of representing the, the parampara, and so there was a reaction to that. And the reaction to that goes in the direction of, I'm only going to serve Prabhupada. It has a good intention to it, I think, you know. Um, but it's if looking carefully at it, it's 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 mis misinformed. Hmm? You know, one time, um, Bhakti Gaurav Narasimhamarsh, my my godbrother, he uh, he was in uh, I was in San Francisco in a rented house. I'd left Iskon, and and uh, he came to the Bay Area, so he came to see me. And, um, his name was Jagat Guru Marsh at the time. Some of you may know. And so he was asking me, well, what's this with the, you know, the connection with Sridhar Marsh and so forth? Because he was uh, not interested in ISKCON at the time and the leadership there, and that had proven to be um, a fiasco. And so, uh, but, you know, the other positive connection of mine with Sridhar Marsh, he didn't quite understand it. So I spoke to him, we spoke for hours and hours, and... Um, and in the end, he said, "You know, I've got nothing that I can um, respond with. I mean, everything you say is perfect. I have no. I, I fully accept that the association with Shiva Marsh is 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 um, an acceptable position and valuable and so forth." He said, "But, but my thinking is something like this. Now, you, I ask you to comment on it." He said, "Raghunathas Goswami was living in Vrindavan and." Um, at one time, a a a a, a, uh, a gopi, a milk lady, came, and she was carrying yogurt on her head. And seeing him, Sadhu, she offered him some yogurt, and he wouldn't take it because he asked, "Where are you from?" She said, "I'm from Sakistali. From I'm from the the village of Chandravali." He said, "No, I'm not taking it." In his bhava. He would not take uh, from coming from Chandravali's camp, and he was in the Bhagavad Manjari of Radha and so forth. So he said, "So I am want to be only in Prabhupada's camp. This is my thinking. So I fully accept that Sridhar Maharaj is qualified, just like I, Raghunathas, accept that Chandravali is fully, you know, a pure devotee. But I only want to be in Prabhupada's camp." And I said, "Well, that's a very nice sentiment." And I said, "I said my reply to that to that is that's a good sentiment." But that Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj are in the same camp. So he said, All right. Okay. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> so he went on to become Bhakti Gorban Shingar. The name was given to him by Sridhar Maharaj. There's a story behind that, too. Um, so uh, um, so, so then your other part of your question um, it seems to be that if you do associate with other advanced devotees um, in the absence, let's say, of, of Prabhupada in, in a situation like some of our godbrothers and god sisters and so forth who are his disciples. Um, 
who are more advanced, who can help us uh, be in touch with the spiritual current that our Gurudev um, so much um, brought into our lives. Will we attain a point, a stage where we can, you're kind of looking at it like associate with Prabhupada. Hmm? I think that, um, that the general answer to that is, is yes, but I also think that the idea of what it means to associate with Prabhupada becomes broader. Hmm? Becomes broader with that current, with with uh, the divinity that he represents and, and so forth. And then, and that's in a general sense, then in a more specific sense also, yes, obviously, it becomes possible for you to uh, reach a point of understanding him, Prabhupada, your guru, in terms of his own relationship with Krishna. Hmm? And so that's like, uh, he looks a little differently there. Hmm? Um, but that's what he's about. That's what his, you know, behind him, his motivation, his his love for Krishna, his Krishnananda, Krishnanandaya. Hmm? Um, and, yeah, that's the uh, uh, and, 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 and then one sees oneself in relation to him in that role and cultivates that and so forth and associates. So in that sense, yes. Yes, that should be the result. So, um, And we should, you know, we need all the help we can get. So, But then, you know, what happens uh, wonderfully, of course, in the context of sadhu sangha, we start to find that those sadhus are pretty nice too. You know, I think this sadhu will help me to attain, you know, a deeper connection with 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 Prabhupada, with my guru, and that's true. But we find that 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 we, that we develop a relationship with that sadhu also, hmm? and that's very wonderful. Hmm? And so that kind of like explodes the whole idea, you know, in, in, in a sense, um, from the kind of the misconceptions that tend to surround what I would call a good sentiment, a desirable sentiment, and gives a little more, puts a little more understanding and touch in the picture and, and so forth. Hmm? Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. But basically, yes, is the answer. Uh, that part. All right, we'll stop there. Chisi Gora Madhav Ki Jai.